Hey, what's up everyone? It's Monica Genta and I am pumped that you are here for a two quick tips episode this week. I have invited my friend Wilkie Law to the podcast and he is talking about all things consistency, student voice, reflection, and truly how all of those things fit together perfectly to create strong relationships with students. If you have watched my TED Talk titled How Starbucks Could Save Education, you know my philosophy on this. I believe that, sure, reading and writing and arithmetic are important, but the top three in education now and the top three in education always have been relationships, relationships, relationships. I'm so passionate about it. I wrote a whole book about it called The Rooted Classroom. But if you want just a boost and some quick tips on how you can make that happen in your classroom, then I think you want to check this episode out. Stick around and let's get rolling. Only in our world is this normal. It's me, Monica Genta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life. introduce you to my friend. His name is Will, but I feel like we're close. So I'm going to continue to call you Wilkie because I think that sounds amazing. (laughs) So this is Wilkie. We actually met, um, well, it would have been in officially Vegas, right? Vegas, yes. Officially in Vegas, but we had had communication and been connected through um, an incredible podcast that you guys are running with your friend Kyle, who was on a previous episode. But you are the man, and I know we hit that dance floor really hard together in (laughs) Vegas at that teacher after party, so that was amazing. I still watch the video and laugh. I'm just like, this is, I'm normally not that person, and you pulled it out of me, so I'm like, I'm normally not that guy, but... Thank you. I, I, I don't know if I can do it yet. So I'm going to try to insert that clip right here. So we'll see if I can make that happen. Because I think people need a visual of that. Absolutely. That yeah, would be fun. For sure. That would be fun. Well, one thing that you and I are huge fans of, and really it's like the number one pillar, um, I would say, in our like educational philosophy is the concept of building insanely strong relationships with students. And that's what your tips are all about. So why don't you go ahead and share that first one that's kind of centered around student voice? Yeah, I think um, in order to build a relationship with anyone, the first thing is there has to be an open lines of communication. Mm-hmm. And so many times in the classroom, it becomes the teacher's show. So it's show up, be quiet, listen to me. And very rarely do we stop and listen to our students. Mm -hmm. And so I work really hard. And with anybody I work with, I tell them, you have to honor your students' voice. Give them an opportunity to tell you how you're doing. They're our customers. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if I went into a restaurant and when you get the little survey and when you fill out their survey, they want to know how are they doing so they can know how to better serve you. And I think as educators, we have to do that same thing with our students is to honor their voice and give them an opportunity to say, hey, what you're doing is not working for us. Yeah. Or I love it when you do this. I've changed my room format, my teaching format four times already because of my student's voice. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that is like the biggest, most paramount thing to do, because a lot of students that tell me, Mr. Law, you're the only person that pays attention to what we have to say. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's that's an indictment on, on our craft. And yeah. the people who are. Absolutely. And I think like kids can sense when teachers, because I think sometimes teachers say like, I value your opinion. I want to know what you're thinking. And then they, they listen, but then they don't take that next step. And I think that's so important. So the fact that it's something as simple as a seating arrangement and kids have given you feedback and you're like, no, I heard you. And like, here's what I did. Like I made this better is so stinking meaningful. Very yeah. cool. And I, you know, as a when I was a coach, a math coach uh, for the last three years, I would give my teachers surveys, uh, one in the middle of the year and one at the end of the year, just to kind of find out how I'm doing. And that's the same thing that I'm doing with my kids now. I, I just prepared a survey that I'm going to give them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That they'll take to tell me how am I doing so far? Yeah. What are things that we differently? And I think whenever you address it, you focus from the point of this is what you said. These are the changes we're going to make from that. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going to address that. And I think, again, it empowers them to know that I matter. Yeah. Which is one of one of the I statements that we stay say every morning with my class is um, is one of the last ones is I matter. Mm-hmm. Love that. And you bring up another kind of hidden point in there that this this voice piece isn't just for students. This is equally important for adults. I know in terms of leadership, like when principals are trying to figure out, like, how can I connect with my staff? Let your staff know that their voice matters and that you are there for them and an advocate for them. And that the feedback that they're giving you as the school leader is it's it's going to be so much more meaningful when you actually take action on that feedback. So nice. And it empo- like I say again, it empowers teachers when I know I go with a problem to my principal or my admin and they say, hey, you know what? I never thought about that. Let's put that in place right now. Mm-hmm. Now, you as an educator, you walk away saying, Hey, I made a difference. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want to be able to make a difference. Yeah. And that, I think that flows perfectly into the next part, because not only do we have to listen and we have to honor people's voices, but we also must be consistent with that. And I know that's a big thing for you. So tell us a little bit more about that consistency piece. Um, that is my staple. I, um, (laughs) I joke around with my kids and I tell them I'm the most consistent person you'll find. I will be who I'm saying I'm going to be every day. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not, then I apologize. I will always apologize to my kids if I fall out of character or do something or say something that's not right. But I think that that consistency piece, we know that many of our students don't come with it. Right. They don't have it at home. Uh, many of them are, their parents are working. So their home life is more, it's less structured than what we are at school. Mm-hmm. And the only way we can even get them to to start, even begin the learning process is making sure that the environment that we're setting is the same every single day. Mm-hmm. We may not be doing the same thing, but the energy that you're going to feel in my room, is going to be the same. Yes. And I tell them, I don't care who walks in my room, if I'm being evaluated, if I'm having been having an observer, if I want to bust out and start freestyle rapping while we're doing our project, I'm going to start. 
you start rapping. Doesn't matter who's in there. You know, if I feel like doing a little the Fortnite dance or something while I'm in here, I'm gonna do it because that's me. Yeah. And I think me encouraging myself and me being consistent, it helps them to see that it's okay to be the same person every day. Yeah. And it pays off. Yeah. I tell teacher, this is the worst time for me because between August and now is when I have to teach kids how to be consistent. Right. And how to expect that consistency. Mm-hmm. And that that struggle next semester won't be there. Yeah. Because they'll see. And they, the kids say, Mr. Law, you've, you've shown us that that's what you are. So we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't disrespect you. And I think seeing that all the time with me, they they begin to to like that. I think kudos to you, though, for even recognizing the fact that there are kids who need to be taught something as simple as consistency, because I think for a lot of us, especially as adults, that's a norm. But like if if some of those kids haven't been taught the value of consistency, then it's not important to them. So I think that's just highly valuable for you to be saying, like, yeah, I got to teach that. But once it's established, second semester, we get it. And the thing is that both of these, both of these things that we're talking about right now, honoring voice and consistency, these are not taught in preparedness programs. Right. These are not in college. This is not student teachers. I've had six student teachers so far this year observe me. Mm-hmm. And every single one of them, I tell them the very first thing that you need to do besides loving what you do is make sure you honor your student's voice. Mm-hmm. That is so important. Yes. Whether you're teaching kindergartens or you're teaching 12th graders, many of your issues will be eliminated automatically just by letting your students know, I'm going to pay attention to you. So even when you don't get your way or it doesn't go your way, so to speak, you can't be angry because you know that I at least listened to what you had to say. And we, 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 we're going to, we're going to look at it. I mean, I'm a mathematician, so we're going to look at it and we're going to create our T charts. We're going to look at all the variables that's involved and say, what is in the best interest of the entire class? I understand what you need. And mm-hmm. what you're complaining about or what your issue is, but what's in the best interest of the whole class? And if I need to work with you individually, that's something we can do. Yeah. Awesome. And just that voice. So. All right. Well, there's this is one piece that we haven't discussed yet, but you mentioned freestyle rapping. And so I didn't know if maybe you wanted to leave us with just like a little just, you know, just maybe like a line. You got something for us. Sure. Um, they put me on the spot. I know, oh, okay. I know. This is like, you don't have to. Uh, no pressure, but there's a little. <laughs> <really>. <laughs> Building relationships is paramount in the classroom. It's better almost like cleaning up your kitchen when you use your push broom. You got to start out in the top and you got to move to the back and you got to do it right and you never can slack. Be consistent what you do. Your kids appreciate it and everything you do, you know, soon they'll graduate it. So. Straight up, Wilkie has some sick beat dropping skills. I mean, I I want you to actually have a comparison. So in the last episode where I talked about how we should F standardized testing, and it's not what you think, but you'll definitely want to listen to it if you haven't already. I actually did a little bit of freestyle rapping in that one. I want you to go back and listen to that. That was literally from last week's episode. Compare the two and then just let us know. Let us know who you think has matter beats. I don't even know if matter is a word, but you know what I'm saying. 
Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, I want you to share it with friends. I would love it if you would write a review, but most importantly, hit subscribe and make sure that these sick tips and these sick beats in this case are getting delivered straight to your phone or straight to your listening device every single week so you are not missing a second of this teacher life.